there, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Cracked Podcast, the podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is. My name is Alex Schmidt, and I'm the head of podcasting here at Cracked. I'm also known as Schmitty the Clam. I'm also known as Schmitty the Champ, and I am also, also thinking about German agricultural board games. I know, I know it's an obviously sexy topic. I'm just like clickbaiting you into listening with German agricultural board games. But I bring them up because uh, for one thing, you may know of some of them, like Settlers of Catan. You're really gathering resources in general. So you're also a, a miner and a lumberjack and stuff, I guess. But there's that game. There's also Agricola, which is one of my favorite board games where you are a medieval farmer with crops and animals and fences and stuff. And these are games where you are managing resources and you turn the resources into points uh, that are often represented by pictures of coins or some other sort of money-shaped insignia, uh, which means that these German agricultural board games are basically just like a working life, right? Like you're just playing a game where you do a job. And the thing is, there's a few ways to rack up the points in these games, but here's the big, big difference between those board games and life, which is that those board games have rules. Like Settlers of Catan has a limited set of parameters for how you can score points. It's building settlements and cities. It's having long roads and large armies and having cards worth points. And that's about it. There's no other stuff you can do to just score and win because you feel like it. In Catan, you are only allowed to acquire value in ways that are not ridiculous or laughable or as stupid as the ways real people have taken their shot at making real money, which is what this episode is all about. Our topic is bizarrely elaborate ways real people tried to make money. One more time, that is bizarrely elaborate ways real people tried to make money. And my guest today sparked this topic because I am lucky and thrilled to be joined by Nick Turner and Nick Vatterot, who are, uh, for one thing, two fantastic stand-up comedians. Between them, they've performed on Comedy Central, The Tonight Show, Late Night with Seth Meyers, Conan, and more shows. Also, Nick Vatterot is a winner of the Andy Kaufman Award for Comedy. Uh, so these guys are amazing. And beyond that, Nick and Nick are hosts of the Get Rich Nick podcast, because their names are Nick, you see. And also because each episode of that show uh, features them trying out a method of making cash quickly. It's a lot of stuff uh, that you've probably heard of or even wondered, like, what if I donated plasma? What if I played poker for money? What if I bet on the ponies? You know, they they do all these different things that you've probably thought of uh, for making a quick buck. And you get to follow them as somebody actually does it. Those experiences uh, will inform this episode today because also this episode is full of really schemes and also schemes that you probably wouldn't even think of if you're a regular person. You've probably thought like, what if I tried to make stock market money real quick? Or what if I drove Uber for like a day just to get a quick buck? The schemes we're talking about today are so weird. Usually only one or two people have ever thought of doing them, uh, which is very fun. I don't think you need any more setup than that, so please sit back or sit atop a mighty stallion riding alongside Captain Jean-Luc Picard in a beautiful forest that is actually part of an extra-dimensional nexus where the rules of space-time do not apply. Uh, sorry, I got distracted. There's a Star Trek story in here, uh, so hang tight. Either way, here's this episode of the Cracked Podcast with Nick Turner and Nick Vatterot. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. Nick Turner, Nick Batterot, I'm so glad to be talking to both of you. And how is the uh, the quest for money going? We're several weeks in. I, I like I've heard it, but how are you feeling? How are well, you? Well, first doing? off, I'm Nick, and I'm Nick. Just and so that's just a confusion. little bit of the fun that we have we on, do over this there on bit my show. Nonstop. I was tired cow. of it before we started. It. Things <laughs> aren't great. Okay. <laughs> um, we're not, you know, making a ton of money. I think. Whenever we make money, we have to not think about all the money we spent. Mm. on making the money. Yeah, they say when you go yeah. to the casino and they say, how did you do? You Don't talk about your losses. You just say, <laughs> I won 50 bucks. You you leave out the 3,000. But I do need a place to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my family. I'm up. Don't bring up the family. I'm always <laughs> up because I have no bed. <laughs> <laughs> Are you up? <laughs> I ain't sleeping. <laughs> Look at these bloodshot eyes. <laughs> up as hell, dog. I'm up. That's the right. problem. We, but we make money someday. I think we're up like five hundred bucks right sure, now. Sure, six hundred is good. Six hundred bucks, six hundred, which is yeah. great. We yeah. have fun. We have fun not making money. 
Well, because a lot of the schemes, I feel like you'll, it'll, you'll begin the scheme. And then the first thing I hear is, oh, I, I bought one of the foods there. Or I, oh, I, I needed to, they had a fun t-shirt in the shop. So I did get one of those. That uh, horse racing episode is- was expensive. Yeah. yeah. I was like, we paid a hundred dollars to win $8 right. and send Nick further down his gambling hole. Uh, I'm in a bad place. <laughs> we found that the running bit, there's a lot of running bits. One is that uh, the easiest way to make money is to have uh, hard work and uh, yeah. have a job. Oh, boo. <laughs> yeah, I think boo. The I most know. money I made so far was just a day I was a legit extra. I just went to work all day. Yeah. Yeah. They got a paycheck. Yeah, we're like, ooh, nice scam. <laughs> we scammed them. Those fucking idiots. <laughs> I snuck into their movie and they paid me. Do you know how many Rice Krispie treats I have in my bag now? <laughs> <laughs> and we have uh, a lot of different, just sort of far too elaborate schemes for making money here. Because as you say, like I, I feel like most people think of oh, I want to make some money, I will probably do the like plodding hard work kind of way, or maybe I'll do the get rich quick scheme way. And then these today are just some third zone where it doesn't make any sense. But oh, it's a yeah. very bad idea. Oh, I yeah. love this. We need to do some of these. <laughs> We're yeah. doing two of these, whatever comes out. We just want to make funny episodes. And people have sent us a lot of like, you guys got to try this, you know? I mean, oh, um, yeah. you know, that's why we had an episode where we just did a bunch of those stupid apps that you get advertised <laughs> I, I downloaded one one money making app on and then Instagram. It's the algorithm now gives me ads all day oh. long of some girl on her phone being like, oh, I just made a million dollars staring at my phone. And people are like, I stare at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and uh, especially a lot of these are internet stuff. So maybe maybe one to start with is it's an early internet one. Uh, this is from the six least impressive ways anyone ever got rich by Pauli Puisuo. And in this piece, he picks out uh, someone who sold ad space on their T-shirt. And this guy's oh, name was that's... Jason Sadler. He started doing it in 2009, and he got IWearYourShirt.com. Oh, wow. And then he just set up a whole thing on the site where you could buy days of his year to have your logo on his shirt. And he was like, ha, 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 maybe this will be fun. And he made 83 grand oh in the first God. year. Wow. Does he still do this? So he he stopped basically because he made too much money doing it, which like, is, I can't sounds crazy. Have all this money but, in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> so he he did this for a year, and then the following year he was like, "Why don't I push my luck? I'll double the rates and see what happens." Sold out immediately. Made that money. Wow. Uh, the next year, 2011, he started hiring a team of other people to also wear shirts so he could sell more shirts uh, to different oh, companies. Yeah. And then from 2009 to May 2013, he uh, had over 1,600 sponsors pay him over a million dollars for sponsorships just on his T-shirt, on his person. I mean, I remember in college, I thought it was a funny bit. I told all my friends I want to sell space on my forehead. <laughs> just add space and, and it was a funny joke my question with this, the t-shirt thing is what is this guy's life like what if he's just like he puts your t-shirt on and then goes into a basement to work all day and he never like runs into right. anybody <laughs> right you gotta make sure this guy's out and about you're like what's your dinner plans on may 5th i'll i'll buy that day right you're gonna go out once it's it's just i also love that he he just completely flipped it because if you go yeah. anywhere and you buy a T-shirt, you're sort of yeah. paying to advertise Gap. that brand. Yeah, yeah. And he was just like, you pay me. Yeah, I'm, I'm advertising uh, the Patagonia company right now. Wow. Uh, so, to you guys. And now the listener, I guess. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the Super Bowl. It's like the halftime Super Bowl show where they, Super Bowl one day was just like, no, you have to pay us to perform because it's such a good exposure. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I love that Katy Perry, of all people, was like, no, I'm not performing for free. There's a thing where you can put a, like an electronic video thing on top of your car. And they'll, oh. they'll put it out and they'll pay you just to have it on top of your car advertising whatever they want. I want to do that. It's like a couple hundred bucks a week or something you get. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And, and you just, just leave it up there. Just says private eyes up on the Oh, top. yeah. It, you'd, I don't think you get final say. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> no, I just uh, I have a... FuckNickTurner.com. <laughs> oh, come on. Of all the ones. <laughs> it's me that has it up. I, I pay you. <laughs> Nick, is this for our podcast? Hey. It isn't. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have money to lose money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we don't get anything out of this. You do have to have money yeah, to lose that's money. that's never truer words. <laughs> that's, that's right. 
Yeah, it seems like it is a weird because especially doing it as early as 2009, I feel like it was a little a little before something like Instagram was so popular where you're just constantly sharing pictures of yourself all the time. Uh, This was like a little bit before that, but somehow he was just like the only person sharing pictures of himself prominently, I guess, or something. And so all these companies were like, we got to buy this shirt because it's such a stunt. Like he, he was on the Today Show and, and various other things for doing this. I hope whoever got the Today Show day uh, made a lot of money, you know. But yeah, he had so much demand. He had to start hiring employees to be other bodies with other shirts on them. Is it like NASCAR where he's got a bunch of different ones all over the set? Or does he wear one ad at one time? And so do they send him the shirt or does he make their own? I have six more questions. <laughs> yeah, they're very good. So one ad at one time. Also, it looked like there's pictures of him. A few of them are just like like a group of people did something cute where they were like, all our names are on him. Haha. Oh, like yeah. there's a little bit of that. Right. And then also, in addition to selling the shirt, he then decided to buy the domain name bymylastname.com. And the origin of it is apparently that his mom was getting a divorce from his from his stepdad that he had taken the last name of. Mm. And he joked with her like, well, now I'll change my last name. Ha ha ha. And then he was like, oh, no, I can sell my last name on the Internet. And so then for $45,500, he became jasonheadsets.com legally for an entire year. <laughs> and the following year for 50 grand, he became Jason Surfer App. And he also wrote a book. So the the titled author on the book is Jason Surfer App. And then since then, he's just switched to a, a last name that he feels like is him and, and stopped doing that business. Well, he just made, he just picked a new one? His great-grandfather's last name, yeah. So he just like went to an actual family thing. But for a while there, he was just selling his shirt and his his own last name to make uh, even more money. He made like close to 100 grand selling his last name. I think so many people like say something funny. And be like, wouldn't it be funny if you did this? Yes. And then that's the extent of it. And it shows that yeah. like, if you follow through with something like this, it's hilarious. Yeah. And, and, and also, <laughs> he doesn't have to work anymore. You know, NASCAR is the only people capitalizing on the whoring <laughs> out of their, you know, uniform. I don't know why all sports or why comedians don't go on stage. You know, I've thought about going on stage and, and just get sponsoring, getting 100 sponsors. Yeah, great. And performing. I go, hey, listen, I perform all over the country, shows all, all weekend long, and there's no reason people aren't staring at Goodyear Tires, you know, or all those ads the whole time. Why, well, why yeah. is it only NASCAR that does that? It's them and then, uh, for some reason, European soccer. Like all the team, like I, I was yeah. a, I was a fan of British soccer when I was a kid. And so I got a Manchester United Jersey. So I was walking around with the cell phone company Vodafone just oh, printed on because that's, right. that's what they wear in the game. So I was just also an ad at the same time in life. Also, yeah. when you play the video games too, aren't the ads on the I think they're in uh, there. Yeah. Jerseys? You know, Judah Friedlander, he's like perfectly set up to put, you know, a Coke ad on his hat. Oh Yeah. yeah. But he's just wasting it with great jokes up there. (laughs) (laughs) He'll never have a career. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like, why don't more people sell out? (laughs) I don't get it. For a bit. It's a joke that I'm trying to earn a living. Yeah, why why would you sell out and wear a Coke ad? You should just go work at Coke. Yeah. Yeah, also, so many people are just wearing a shirt with a Coca-Cola logo because they think it looks nice. Yeah. They're like, for no money. <laughs> like, they <Yeah>. bought it. <laughs> yes. I You know, a lot of rappers will, uh, they rap about Patron a lot. And I always wonder, you know, it's free advertising for Patron. You know, they do it in movies. Anybody out there, I will work your product into my act. <laughs> Pay me. <laughs> And I'll I'll put a Patron joke in there. <laughs> I threw up last night, <laughs> but it wasn't from Patron. <laughs> last time That's I smooth. don't have Patron. <laughs> well, and also there's a another like internet selling space kind of thing here, which is the milliondollarhomepage.com. I don't I don't know if you guys remember this from this is way back in 2005. It was this guy. His name was Alex Two T E W, and uh, he was a college student who he just bought the domain name milliondollarhomepage.com. And then just set up a website where there are one million blank pixels in a big square. And then you can buy each pixel for a dollar. <laughs> and he just starts selling. And he's the whole thing is, wouldn't it be a gag if you bought some of these pixels? And then he not only sold all of them, but he was able to auction off the last thousand pixels because there was so much demand. So he made slightly over a million pre-tax <sighs> and about 700 grand uh, after tax and some donations. Nick, we need to think. That's, That's it. like selling stars. Yeah, exactly. In the sky. Stars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which we yeah. talked about that. We talked yeah. about selling about clouds. 
SoundCloud, yes. <laughs> Limited time. But so, if so, you're so, by where I, if you're within I shot, hurry, 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 hurry. It's changing. It's changing. <laughs> it takes forever for the credit card to go through. Yeah. And then... <laughs> I mean, these guys are thinking, but we need to think bigger, man. You know, or we're, we're working smaller or smaller pixels. Well, it's, it's also, it feels like it's definitely an early internet kind of exploit. Like people yeah. were just curious about the concept of the internet or like what it was. Because yeah. there's also stories here about all kinds of really early internet domain squatting. There in 1994, there was a guy named Chris Clark uh, who bought pizza.com because he just figured, oh, it'd be fun to have that. And then he waited 14 years paying $20 a year to host it. And then he uh, realized he could sell it and made $2.6 million. To... Uh, I encourage people to go to pizza.com because it feels like kind of a park domain. It's just like a really junky website with about like the general concept of pizza. Uh, <laughs> and so it seems like none of the chains exploited it. So I don't know which one he sold it to. Wow. But we've got a BBC article about him selling it. And he made that kind of bank. And he sold it because he found out somebody else who owned vodka.com made $3 million Jeez. selling it uh, later on to all the top vodka brands. What a waste of fucking money. <laughs> yeah. I want vodka. Vodka.com. Right. Oh, this isn't a, a liquor store? <laughs> Whoops. Information. Right. This is just information. Pizza. What, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> what is pizza? Isn't it where I type it in and my computer spits it out? I thought that's what happens. Yeah. I would buy that. Yeah, that's 2.6 million. God, I keep getting all these names of delicious pizza places near me. I just want to know what it is. I can't buy it till I know what it is. God, I just, because it's not even the name of a company. Right. Yeah. And I think that's ultimately why no pizza company ran with it. Because yeah. it's like, well, if people want Papa John's, they'll just type in Papa John's, you know? That that Wild West time yeah. of the internet. But you don't, when, like, everyone always, like, laments, like, oh, if only I'd, you know. It's like baseball cards. Nobody's baseball cards are worth anything now because when we, we were them. yeah when yeah. we were kids we saved them all because of the stories of yeah. my mom threw because out all the my Mickey Mantles. player of all time Honus Wagner yeah yeah <laughs> I remember like Beanie Babies was like a thing and everyone bought the Beanie Babies because they yeah. thought that it's like nothing that you think is gonna ever make money ever does it you know like oh. now people are like I think people bought these dumb domain i mean i don't know did these guys know it was gonna be big or they just goofed around and bought it because they thought it was funny it seems like it's a combination because there's stories like in 2011 the company facebook realized they needed to buy fb.com because that's a useful uh -huh. shorthand for what they do and they spent 8.5 million dollars on it but they had to buy it from the american farm bureau federation <laughs> which owned fb.com because farm bureau so yeah. they, they were just like earnestly trying to be a, a, a useful thing. And then it became useful to somebody else. And they sold it for $9 million. I know my friend Frank Bruno tried to buy it for $3 million And I said, no. <laughs> Have you guys ever made goofy uh, websites, fake websites? No, I'm not, not that really. technical, technologically savvy. Yeah. I, got, I, bought a, I bought the domain ways to get off the internet dot com. Because <laughs> I, I wanted to have this like... Very long, intricate page that you would spend. You'd have to spend weeks Hold down and months on power button. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop yeah, reading this. Step two. Why are you still reading this? Step three. Hey, uh, didn't catch on. I think I was paying for the domain for like. I think the like like. Uh, here's a, here's one way to be, uh, make money from Get Rich Nick. You gotta like make sure you're not paying for stuff every year on these subscriptions. Oh, yeah. You know, there's so you. much. There's millions of dollars lost. Just people are subscribing to things they don't even realize. And I think I was paying for domains, like ways to get off the internet.com <laughs> for years, and I didn't realize. No, no one's going <laughs> to this stupid joke, and uh, I'm paying I'm paying for it. Yeah. Well, and uh, we also, we've got one more website, name one, uh, because there's the, the old friend of everyone on the internet, Goatsy.cx. Goatsy was just sort of a shock site where uh, you go to it, uh, and .cx is the Christmas Island domain name. It's just supposed to look like goat sex, the, uh, the URL. And then it was just a shock site where the whole thing is a picture of a guy stretching his anus out as wide as he can. And so Goatsy was a prank where you convince people to go to it, and then they see it. That's the entire site. Uh, yeah, Rick rolled. Yeah, it's, it's an anus. like a gross Rick roll. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And Nick Vanderai is looking at me like I am disgusting. And it is disgusting. I agree. Uh, it was a thing of like 90s no, I'm picturing, culture. Yeah. I've just I, never seen you smile so wide while talking about stuff. <laughs> no, Rick, Rick Rowling grosses me out. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. get really disturbed when I think of Nothing going to show you my oh, butthole. Please stop. It's so gross. <laughs> Go see Rick Astley. And so this was just like a gag, horrible thing. And then whoever owns it was like, now it's time to make money off it years later. And so in 2012, their first idea was we will sell emails with a goatsy.cx name on it. So your email can be whatever you want at goatsy.cx. And then people who remember the shock site will be, that's a pretty funny email address you have. And then in 2017, they sold a Goatsy cryptocurrency. So they built a whole blockchain thing where uh, you can uh, trade <laughs> Goatsy's this money. Should we do that? <laughs> can you just do that? Yeah, it seems like you can kind of just start one. Uh, you have to like submit it to some sort of like thing that will set up your blockchain. I'm describing it uh, in a way that makes clear I don't really know. But uh, <laughs> okay. it seems like that's how it works. <laughs> that's a wow. good idea. We need someone more tech savvy. How much do you make off the emails? It's unclear what they made off it exactly, because also they're doing one more scheme. This year, 2019, they set up basically a million-dollar homepage-style pixel board, but now you can buy pixels on Goatsy, the, the site that was formerly this picture of a stretched-out anus. And they were selling the pixels for about $100 a pixel, but you're paying an Ethereum cryptocurrency to get it. And as of the summer, they've sold 6,000 pixels. Uh, so times 100, that's pretty good. Does it, like, does it start off, like, each pixel turns back into the photo <laughs> so like we pay more and we can get that the photo back that would be a great finish to it yeah because yeah. <laughs> if you go almost nothing's bought folks if you go look at it so that might be where this is going i, I would believe it yeah <laughs> like the major league cut out of the woman who every time oh. they won they would take a piece of her clothing off yeah the movie major league yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's great to figure out people want to know what the picture is and fill in that gap Anus joke. Um, <laughs> whose anus is it? Is this guy making money? Are we they don't profiting know. off of somebody's anus? All we know is the picture's file name is hello.jpg. And that's all we know about it. We don't know whose anus it is or, or what. But it's some guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't believe it, man. This, yeah. man. There's some guy out there and his anus, and he is is out there, and people profiting off his anus, and he's not making it. Talk about taking it up the ass. If this guy... <laughs> Well, I guess Nick has to leave because that's too good. You can't keep going. <laughs> well, and, uh, and that's a lot of online stuff. Looking at some offline stuff, there's one story here. This is a thing anyone can do, and it is that you can sell your poop if you are in a very specific set of people with the right kind of poop uh, because it's very helpful to people, and you can make up to about thirteen grand a year selling your feces uh, to help people out. I think I've come across this. And how much are people making? The purpose is so people can get a fecal transplant, which is actually like a valid medical procedure, yeah. and it helps especially if you have Crohn's disease or other bacteria that needs changing out in your body. And so you can get $40 per deposit. You can do it five days a week. And so according to Time Magazine, if you just do the math on that, it's about 13 grand. I think someone just died from a fecal transplant. Oh, like it went wrong? Which is uh, one of those stories that you're like, you, you, I read it like a week ago. That's like this fecal <laughs> transplant thing is is happening. I go to fark.com, F-A-R-K, yeah. which is a great website. It's one of those stories where you read it, and it's like fecal transplant happening in something or whatever, for whatever reason. And then you're like, that sounds terrible. And then two <laughs> days later, there's a story. It's like fecal transplant goes wrong. And you're like, well. How would it go right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, what why are you that? transplanting stuff you're about to shit out anyway? I don't understand where you're putting it. It's just two guys. <laughs> did two guys bare butt stand back to back, bend over. Oh, and just, yeah. just go one, two, <laughs> three, and just shit in each other's assholes. That's like the movie Happiness. That's a little, <laughs> so someone, little, someone thought of that already. Yeah, the I little mean, everything's been done. Was like uh, I forget. Was like, oh, that's like that's how we understand sex, sex was. Yeah, yeah. It's like where two people stand butt to butt and then shit back and forth in each other's butts. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's not that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there is this uh, there is this world where you uh, you could sell your poop. Apparently, only about four percent of people have the excellent health and the necessary bacteria to be a poop donor. But once you are one, you can just do it. 
it also reminded me a bit of your guys' episode about uh, donating plasma uh, yeah. and also finding out that there could just be hijinks like they, they just changed the rate partway through. Um, what <laughs> What is the diet that you need to sell your poop? It's the it's combos. A, it's a New York because <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> Say combos. <laughs> um, the it's a New Yorker article. It just says excellent health. So you have to be. Oh, ah, yeah. Not not really worth looking into then. Yeah, I'd imagine like no alcohol, no caffeine, et cetera. But I'm kind of guessing. Yeah, we found out that we're too old to donate sperm. Were so. you you were considering a sperm episode and then. That's yeah, good. well, we're still considering it. We just got to uh, get some, like, younger proxies. <laughs> I think we still want to – I still want to go. I want them to look me in the eye and be like, <laughs> your sperm's no good, sir. And, it, and I have it cupped in my hands. <laughs> we're, we're also uh, – that's how we went to the plasma bank, too. I, I swear I'm not normally this gross. I sw- I, this is the grossest I've ever been. Robert Rodriguez – uh, famously financed El Mariachi, I believe. I think there's a book called like $8,000. It's something $8,000. It'd be, I think he raised $8,000 by going to a medical facility and doing some sort of tests. I believe he took pills or something like that. But I believe yeah, it's like experiments. this, this, this idea of like making money off your feces. You know, I think there's a lot of money in going to a medical place and being like, hey, I'm I'm a buffalo of a human being. Say I have a lot have of parts to it. offer. But I think that would be a good episode too, just to go down and see what you know. I bet my snot just show I bet up my and- I could sell my snot. I bet, you know, everything you have yeah. could probably have some sort of monetary value to it. People want it. They want to get into it. Yeah, you just got to find the right study, especially colleges. If it's a big research university, like the bulletin board will just be, hey, are you X and Y and Z and free on Wednesday? And you can make $100. But you just have to be those things. God, yeah. it just yeah. sucks, though, if you if if it's like, well, we did some tests and it turns out this pill causes all, all of the diseases. And you're like, well, at least I have $100 to spend before I die in a couple hours. You know, before I do, I sign up for a human testing. I always demand to see the rat. That <laughs> said it was okay to start testing on humans. I understand now because people have come up to me after shows and told me why I'm wrong, why my comedy's wrong. But I always thought that, you know, like when you get like a bottle of shampoo and it's like not tested on animals. And yeah. I'm always like, that's the gig. You, you want the shampoo. If you're a lab rat, you want the shampoo gig. <laughs> you know, you talk to other rats or other water cooler. They're like, what are you doing? They're like, ah, they're feeding me these pills that make, I now have three buttholes, you know? And like, they're trying to graph an ear onto my back. You know, yeah. what are they doing to you? Like, oh, they gave me a shampoo that left my hair oily and unmanageable. <laughs> <laughs> and my dog has a tail growing out of its forehead. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> what are they testing on you? Oh, me? Hair flip. <laughs> like, well, uh, <laughs> it's really glamorous, yeah, mouse. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's the one you want. That's totally. That's great. <laughs> I had, but I, uh, I talked about that in a show, and people came up and was like, oh. actually, there's some shampoo. You know, like it's, <laughs> right. they use it on animals, and then the animal. I guess there's, like I guess some people get shampoo really wrong when right. they first make it. And it yeah, <laughs> what the, like there <laughs> are it, yeah. Yeah. thousands of shampoos that are great yeah. already. Right, you yeah. can stop testing new ones. Yeah, my hair is. Clean as fuck. <laughs> right. Right. Who's, who's out there like, how do we make shampoo? Uh, well, radioactive stuff. Uh, and yeah. I guess let's start from the beginning. Um, ball right. bearings. Yeah. Uh, what else? Arsenic. What else? Uh, Rat poison. Hot fire. Yeah. <laughs> and animals might lead us into, we've got a few schemes here that are all ways people try to make money while making a movie. And you would think a movie, uh, you're making a bunch of money making the movie. You're paid to do it and stuff. But the movie Star Trek Generations in 1994 uh, with the old and new and next yeah. generation cast, William Shatner's in it, and he's basically only in it in like the woods with Picard, and they're like chopping wood and riding horses and stuff. And it turns out they were having a hard time getting Shatner to do the movie, so the writers said he loves horses in life. Why don't we add a big long four minute scene where he and Picard ride horses in another dimension? And so they added this, and then they were like, well, Shatner, now do you want to do the movie? And he was like, yes, but you have to rent my horses. Wow. Uh, and so he had a little sideline renting horses to the movie instead of just making money doing the movie. I've done that. <laughs> I rented um, your horses. No, I just, uh, on You're Killing Me, I mean, a Comedy Central web series. And yeah. I rode a dog in there 
and hey. guess whose dog was available? And my dog, as an actor to date, has made one hundred and fifty dollars. No way! Wow. Yes, what a good move. But I'll, but I'm gonna be honest with you. That money went in my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Cheetah. <laughs> Wait, didn't you have to get a handler for the Actually, dog? it was it wasn't mine. It was Lyra's. Lyra was the handler, and we paid. I oh think. yeah. I think it was her. So you yeah. can just be a handler. You don't have to have like credentials or anything, or be in a handler union. I don't think so. I mean, eh. we we did it legit. Okay, <laughs> you got your money right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Don't ruin the scheme, Nick. Better not. <laughs> I did a, a commercial once with chimpanzees, and, oh. uh, and the chimpanzees had uh, handlers, but they were pretty legit. I well, hear, yeah, yeah, you, you can't just have a chimpanzee. <laughs> you probably got to be in the chimpanzee business. You know what? I have a couple chimpanzees. <laughs> Let's just use my chimpanzees. <laughs> I guess we did write my son Greg into this. I have a son Greg. <laughs> Uh, why was Shatner so like? I feel like you know, there's a new Star Trek on CBS that's very popular right now, and yeah, yeah, and more coming. I get this feeling that he would love to be in all these things, and and sits at home waiting for them. Like, I hope they ask me to be part of it. But it, maybe he's sort yeah. of Harrison Ford over it. It's hard to tell. It also might just be like clever negotiation. Like he's like, I'd love to do it, but I can probably run this horse grift down the way, you know? <laughs> like I'll pretend I won't. And then I'm in, my horse is in. Like it's almost like getting his friend a job. Like <laughs> Right. Well, I was saying um, <laughs> that uh, there was an actor who started Star Wagons. The, yeah. The trailers yeah, that are on amazing. all the movie sets. Oh, wow. It was just some actor who uh, was like on a set. I don't know the whole story, but now he, you know, owns this empire. But it was just like just so funny because you're you're just sitting on set all day waiting and you're just sitting in your trailer thinking, What's a way I could make money just <laughs> yeah. in my trailer all day? Oh, I'll own the trailer. Yeah. Done. <laughs> yeah, it's like Star Star Wars is it's all they have. I love it when someone is like cast in a movie and realizes still knows that they're not gonna be a movie star. <laughs> you know, you're like, I don't need to start some other business. I'm in a movie. <laughs> that's not how movies work. Yeah. Yeah. Finding that sideline. Like, good for them. Yeah. You know, you, you you can't do that with podcasts. You know, you can't be like, all right, I'll, I'll be I'll, in my trailer. I'll, well, <laughs> or be like, I'll do your podcast, but only if my horses. <laughs> only if my horses. <laughs> Get in here, Peaches. <laughs> We're going to work on your brand. Because <laughs> then the other scheme we've got here is uh, it's two movies kind of all at once. It was Man of Steel in 2013 and then Interstellar in 2014. The directors, Zack Snyder and Christopher Nolan, both had movies where there's a cornfield in the film, right? That's yeah. a setting, especially Interstellar, because it's like a planet where they're only growing corn now. Right. Earth. Mm -hmm. And so they are making the movie, and then Christopher Nolan realizes, because Zack Snyder did it first, why don't I grow the corn from scratch, film in the corn, and then sell the corn at, like, a little bit of profit, like, make a little bread off this corn? These are, like, like hundreds of millions of dollar movies, and then they're, like, doing a little corn grift on the side. Yeah, right. how can we take money out of farmers' mouths? That too, yeah. You know, like yeah, there's guys the whose livelihood is way corn. to make money. I know, grow corn over a year. <laughs> yeah, right. So much waiting. Like you have to time your production around the harvest. You know, and like yeah, I feel like you come have to on. know a lot of stuff. I feel who are you selling the corn to? It doesn't already have a corn guy. You know, yeah, that too. I don't know. This, the actors are just eating so much corn <laughs> on his next film. <laughs> Crafty. What's up with Crafty? <laughs> so much corn. Uh, Zack Snyder. Do you, <laughs> you don't got to go to a specific, like, Corn Pops doesn't go to a specific farmer and be like, hey, we, we're running out of corn over here. <laughs> Joe, well, hurry up. I think you, like, just sell your corn to a distributor. I think if you're getting corn, you get it from the same corn guy. You're not looking for new corn guys every every. Uh... Well, I guess that's that's the difference between you and me. <laughs> you think you have a little more you, corn loyalty? You think you think grocery stores every week are like, all right, let's find new places to get all of our food every week? No, I think that they don't know any farmers. I think they know a guy in a New York City building who can get them some corn. We need apples. Any apple movies just come out? <laughs> hey, hey, so, where was Cider House Rules? Can we get Toby on the phone? 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they already cidered all the apples. Now what do we do? <laughs> Not. <laughs> uh, they're all liquid. I know someone can have both skills, but like the movies and agriculture are such separate things to I me. Know. It is yeah, just so, so fun to imagine. Like it's me, Martin Scorsese. Also, I run a fishery. <laughs> or so like it's weird. It's weird, you know. Why, why? Why are we renting fish like a bunch of suckers? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Coppola's a farmer. Yeah, making wine. He's out there all by himself. <laughs> just rolling around those vineyards, <laughs> just stomping grapes all yeah. day long. Yeah. He's got a little. Probably a motorized cart, but (laughs) (laughs) there's another story here, and this is about uh, just someone making money off of a huge enterprise in a way you wouldn't expect. Because there's a story of Charlie Ayers, who in 1999 became the first chef at Google. So he joins up at Google and becomes the 53rd employee at the company uh, because Google was very new in 1999, and so he was like a private chef for somebody in Silicon Valley. He took a 50% pay cut to take this Google job because he was like, well, at least I get health insurance. And then they were like, and by the way, you'll get some stock options. And he was like, yes, of course, sure. Sure, your name is Google? Okay, exactly, yeah. Let me Yahoo that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I will ask Jeeves what you guys are. Uh, He'll know, he's British. Uh, And so then he, he does this and then works there for six and a half years and walks away with $26 million in stock options. Uh, and value. Wow. And then uh, goes on to be a restaurateur and doesn't even need to touch the $26 million to do it because he's got investors. He just like managed to get a job that was not coding and developing at Google and still get stock options. He's all set. I can't believe that was the 53rd employee. I, think- I feel like I was expecting it to have been like a coder. They're like, you want to make food now? Like, oh, okay. Well, and it sounds like it was hard work because, like, over those six and a half years, they became massive, and so then he was running multiple kitchens, and like, yeah. it was a lot of effort. But also, he he made basically early Google founder type person money off of being a restaurant person, like right. amazing, really so, good. So much of like the you know you you go on the internet and there's so many articles of like how to get rich. Yeah, and it's just most of it is just be right lucky. Place. Yeah, right place, right time. You know, people yeah. are trying to find these. People are trying to do that. You can't do that. It just happens, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. some some things. A lot of stuff you can you could start Google and make money that way. But just ah, so much of it is just lucking out, man. It's funny too because like you know TikTok is like the new thing right now, I guess. But I'm always I I have been reluctant to every internet trend ever, and I've always reluctantly months or years later been like gotten on board with this thing way after every single MySpace came out when MySpace came out people were you know I I was just starting comedy around the time and and other comics were like it's great it's like having a website if you don't have a website and I was like oh cool I can upload videos and my stand-up and stuff and so I got on board with that and then Facebook came out and I was like well I already had Facebook to me didn't make sense because it was uh, there wasn't like a home page you could have all your videos on right so it was less like a website to me I didn't get it but then obviously Facebook I don't know if you've heard but it, it kind of blew up and then F- Twitter oh I, I go to FB.com you go to FB <laughs> <laughs> oh it's not farmers no 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 <laughs> Frank, Frank sold it yeah okay. <laughs> so then Twitter comes out and I'm like well this is like a less this is like Facebook but less you know, it's you know, it's it's to post, but no, nothing else. I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. Well, it's twice as much now. Well, yeah, but you still can't do all, you know, all yeah. the other stuff. That becomes huge. So then Instagram comes along, and I'm like, well, this seems like just pictures. This seems like just the <laughs> other part that Mystic Twitter wasn't having. You can't even write anything. What's the point? Instagram blows up. Snapchat comes along. Well, this is like Instagram, but you can only see it for a couple seconds. Yeah. Well, that doesn't. Why would you want to create anything that you can't keep? That's the whole point. I mean, I just don't understand. And then every I mean, all four times you have been accurate, uh, so <laughs> that's too bad. Uh, I feel like this like, is the letter I'm gonna read after we find your body. <laughs> I missed. My, and then TikTok the- came out. <laughs> I put a bullet in my head. <laughs> I made a TikTok video of uh, of me. Of the manifesto, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, uh, and also with the rapid movement and growth of all these platforms all the time, uh, there's a story here with the folks at Some eCards. Because uh, Some eCards, it was, if people don't know, it was a very popular sort of like a digital greeting card, but also jokes uh, yeah. site and company. It's Twitter. With an old styly pencil drawing attached. Yeah. 
Yeah, basically. (laughs) And so they were a a very successful internet company when Facebook was like at peak, letting people use Facebook to get traffic and not not making you pay for it, which then they did to everyone, uh, including our site. And so some e-cards, they were getting, you know, over a million looks at a thing on their site. And then suddenly they were only getting a few thousand because Facebook said, now you need to pay for this. Uh, And so when some e-cards was in trouble, they said, what do we do next? And they started making wine. In a very uh, Coppola sort of move, they just started making wine. Wow. And so the the idea was you get a bottle of wine and the label is a Sami card. So now you, now isn't this a funny ah. bottle of wine? Oh, that's nice. Uh, uh, we, we had a lot of friends who wrote for Sami cards just in yeah, New York comedy. Yeah. And now they're all alcoholics and that, that now I get wine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they did. They recruited like great Twitter people. Yeah. And then that was a really good like income stream for Twitter people. Yeah. And then Facebook did this. And then the company was like, we put the jokes on wine. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, it makes sense. Like, creative. Um, yeah. you know, 19 Crimes did boffo business just because of their labels. Because 19 Crimes, it's like oh, a popular one. They, it's like all maybe Australian criminals, like oh. famous criminals on the bottles. Cool. And you can download the app. And then hold it up like a camera to it, and then it starts talking, and he like tells his story about like his crimes or whatever oh, through the app that. from that a bottle. Great. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's incredible. And they're cheap, you know. It's like they're like ten dollar bottles of wine, and it's just like fucking genius. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, uh, and uh, some e-cards they did this wine for a while, but then there used to be a uh, somewinecompany.com, but that domain has expired, and as far as I can tell, they stopped doing it. But they so this is like a, one of like Trump's steaks or something. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but their one of their, their Chardonnay was a top pick according to Tasting Panel magazine, and their red blend won a medal at the Cincinnati International Wine Festival. Okay, admittedly, Cincinnati is not the top wine city, but it was still like you know something. <laughs> yeah, it's so Cleveland. They're really in the shadow of Toledo. <laughs> I love when you put, uh, you ever see like those movies and they put the uh, little, f- they're, I guess they're called laurels. But yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the little award stamp. They look like little feathers on the side. It, you <laughs> and then write you, no festivals. Yeah, you, like <laughs> you see them, there's a ton of them. You're like, wow, this did really well. But then you like kind of read them and it's like <laughs> <laughs> the Des Moines backyard party <laughs> at my mom's house. What's the Tell Your Raid festival? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because also some e-cards was, I think, just digital to avoid the overhead of having to print greeting cards. Mm, they were like, very, yeah. we're just, we'll just be completely digital. We'll have the least overhead we can. Yeah. And then they started making wine, like the most right. laborious physical thing you can make, basically. Right. It's great. It's like, I went and bought some greeting cards yesterday. and hmm. uh, I still haven't received one. <laughs> <laughs> this one's not for me. <laughs> See, now I, I was my, handing out uh, <laughs> invitations to my birthday to all my friends yesterday. You know, I good think, thing I got them to everyone who's coming <laughs> already. To everyone care of said yes. Pull up. <laughs> I think we've come up with a bunch of ideas that we're just giving away free to the internet. I think cards, cards for nothing. I think would be a good card. You know, you <laughs> just give you a card for nothing. I think that'd be nice. Oh yeah. What about forgiveness cards? For things that is a surprise to the person. Like, you send them a card, be like, hey, I forgive you for being four minutes late to the podcast yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> this is yesterday, not not today. It's a very specific card. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for replacing my it's poop. Like- <laughs> <laughs> With your own yesterday. Not killing me during the fecal transplant. But, you know, cards are sort of boring. <laughs> They're all yeah. like, I, I was reading them all. They they just sort of suck. I, I it yeah. always blows my mind that people are getting paid to be like, thinking of you, five bucks, <laughs> like five <laughs> bucks for thinking of you. I could have thought of that. I'm just buying a lot of blank ones, honestly. Yeah, at yeah. this point, and I'm uh, like I'll come up with it. Yeah, this guy. Oh, half, <laughs> half the time I cross <laughs> out what's off. in it. That's way better. I cross out what's inside of it, and I uh, I uh, cross out mother and write uh, brother. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Send it to my mom. <laughs> but why doesn't some e-cards fucking I love that they like had great cards. Yeah, they're like, well, they're what should we do now? <laughs> make cards, make cards, make real cards, make real greeting cards. Wine it is <laughs> <laughs> to the vineyards. <laughs> 
they would. <laughs> let's see. Let's look at all of our employees. Uh huh. Why? <laughs> also, and there's a few other weird businesses here. One of them is uh, this is something that happened in 2010 in in the EU. The business was making heat balls, and it's because oh, in yeah. in 2010 the EU banned light bulbs over 60 watts because they're not energy efficient. They said, you know, for the environment, we need lower ones. And a German uh, entrepreneur and engineer whose name is Siegfried Rothhauser, he knew that regular light bulbs output almost all of their energy as heat, like over 95% of it. That's just like a, a science fact about regular light bulbs. But so what he did is partly to make money, but also mainly as just a joke about the EU ban, he started importing high wattage light bulbs labeled as heating devices. And with that, like, scientific uh, fact to back it up. So he was like, you can purchase a heat ball, which is really just like a 100-watt light bulb that's not efficient. Yeah, it, just, it requires so much explanation yeah. to the consumer. <laughs> it's really laborious, yeah. Heat ball. <laughs> Look, hey, psst, come around the back of the box. I got something to tell you. It's, it's just a light bulb. It's illegal. <laughs> it's a some guy just, I'm so cold. <laughs> I bought 20 of these and I'm so cold. I really should so have bought very, some lamps. Very cold. <laughs> um, in, in Japan, so I'm like super into pinball, big pinball nerd. Oh, cool. And, uh, you know, I think it has its. That's the first time someone said cool after he said <laughs> <laughs> That means when people say it like that, that means not cool. Yeah, I will give Alex credit. He did at first go, huh. <laughs> I cool. was surprised, but also. I, I just like, oh, you're my guest. Oh, very isn't cool. There, isn't there that like pinball thingy in Vegas where it's all the machines ever or something? Yeah, they got to go to that. There yeah. is. It's a, uh, I believe it's the. Pinball Hall of Fame? I've been yeah, there. Or a museum amazing. or something? Yeah, yeah. There's this, I think it's in Japan, and now I'm blanking on what it's called, but it's like a vertical, like a- Oh, pachinko? Pachinko, yeah. yes. So they have, uh, those. you're not allowed to play those for gambling purposes. Oh. From what I understand- My so you, bong is for tobacco use only as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly that type of thing. You you buy these like, you buy like a, I guess like a little tub of these tiny little balls and you put it in it and um, you win a stuffed animal. But then there's a place right across the street that buys <laughs> stuffed animals for like way too much money. <laughs> right. So that's how they get around it. You know, prostitution is illegal in Japan too, but I wonder if, if there's yeah. if there's prostitutes that are like there's a place that sells pencils for a uh, hundred bucks, right? And, and there's people like I'll sleep with you for a pencil. <laughs> That's how they. I feel like there's Just always a way to currencies. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Getting around all this stuff. Well, it's like the in D.C. where you can buy weed is like legal except you can't sell it. And so oh. you have to buy something else, and they just give you a gift of weed with it. Uh, right, what's, like what's our longtime DC tradition yeah. of when you buy a piece of paper, I get you weed. <laughs> right, as a thank you. <laughs> yeah. Also, with like weird, weird economies of how to pay for things, there's a BBC story here that uh, way back in 2001, Boise, Idaho, uh, passed a city law where they forbid complete nudity in public unless the display has, quote, serious artistic merit. Uh, uh, so this was a Boise law. They were like, great, only art museums will be here. And then 2005, some entrepreneurs founded a business called Erotic City Strip Club, uh, where it's a $15 cover to enter. And when you enter, you are given a sketch pad and a pencil. Uh, oh, uh, pencil. See, look at that. that means. Look at that. All <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and so so the, Bo the Boise people, they just worked out, like we were talking about, like this weird alternate currency. I hope there's a place you can see some of these sketches. <laughs> I would love to see these drunk just, idiots in the strip club and how their, <laughs> their portrayal of what was happening on stage. I mean, it could be any art, right? Like if you're about to get arrested, you just start singing. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. It's a singer. Yeah. <laughs> Go back. We got one of those nude singers. We're doing a very artistic rendition of Chicago. <laughs> you know, in a we're doing Glen Gary, Glenn Ross with no clothes on. It's really hardcore. Always be singing. <laughs> Closer for closers. <laughs> That's good. We got the episode title. <laughs> you know, uh, Oklahoma. 
I believe, in Tulsa. I think I did a gig out there at this casino. And if uh, fact check me on this, everything you hear is a lie. But I believe, <laughs> I believe they don't have dice games, but they have craps. So they have playing card-based craps. So you go Whoa. over and you're like, they hand you the <laughs> deck and you cut the deck and then they pull two cards out and that is your quote-unquote roll. Oh, because um, the law is so specifically no gambling with physical dice. Yeah. But card gambling's fine. Harder yes. to use weighted cards. It's just so funny, these laws, you know, like, yeah, it just yeah. completely defeats the purpose of having the law. I, I will say, though, that craps is definitely not as fun when it's with cards, and it did kind of keep me from playing it as much as I would have. But you're just yeah. like, what are we doing? It's, it's almost like it's an app at that point. Like, you're just looking at numbers happen. Like, yeah. oh, I won. No, I lost. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just let me know if I won. I didn't. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got the money now? All right. Well, and also like like all these stories we've been looking at, I, f- I feel like there's a, a common thread with everything of money comes and goes, you know, like, and, and it will be. Tell me about it. Sometimes. Four in the morning. <laughs> well, and sometimes it'll be in these extremely weird ways, but like I think it's interesting about life that just yeah. just everyone can be in a position to suddenly gain or lose money in, in the strangest way possible. Yeah, there's yeah. two ways to get Nuts. money in this life. One's luck, and the other one is rich parents, which is sort of luck. <laughs> which is luck. It's all luck. Sorry. Yeah. Way number three: horse rental to a movie. That's <laughs> in the, the old... three ways. <laughs> Good old fashioned. Those pages were stuck together. I forgot about three. <laughs> Folks, that's the episode for this week. My thanks to Nick Turner and Nick Vaderot for having so much fun with me about money and how it strangely moves through the world in ways you would not expect. And in our Fruit Notes, you will find their podcast, which is often all about that. It's entitled Get Rich Nick. You can also find it by searching Get Rich Nick in your podcast app. We'll also have links to their Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Patreon. Because also they did a whole episode about Patreon that involved building a Patreon because you want to get that money. And you will also find the many sources we drew on today, chiefly cracked articles, things from Pauli Puisuo, Mark Hill, Ian Forty, and more writers from there. I particularly recommend checking out the heat balls. Uh, You can see, I like the packaging and everything. A very fun uh, European little art scam, also business kind of thing all at once. Uh, I guess if you know one interesting engineering fact, like the fact that light bulbs give off most of their energy and heat, that empowers you to do crazy stuff. So go out there and learn facts. Keep listening to our show. That's one way. But enough about ways to learn facts by listening to our show. Our theme music for the show is Chicago Falcon by the Budos Band. This episode was engineered by Sam Kiefer and edited by Chris Souza. If you love this episode, that's great. If you hated it, let me know about it on social media. That's right, social media. A miniature gold rush, you know, in its own way. Like, it, it turned a couple people into wealthy TV-creating comedians from Twitter. Uh, it turned lots of pretty ladies into Instagram-based business people and more stuff from there. To paraphrase an old-timey prospector, there's gold in them, thar posts. Ah, yeah, that's fun. Uh, Instagram prospector. My Twitter account is at Alex Schmitty. My Instagram is at Alex Schmitzstagram. And I'm on the wider internet at my website, alexschmitty.com. That's got my show dates, my fun email newsletter of free internet stuff tips, and so much more. And I'm here to say we will be back next week with more Cracked Podcast. So how about that? Talk to you then. <laughs>